This is a HeadGum Podcast. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Snurkbulls. While True Story takes a hiatus, Tig and Cheryl want to share with you some of their favorite episodes from the True Story Vault. What you're about to hear is a replay of a 2021 episode about The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley, an HBO documentary about Elizabeth Holmes and her tech startup, Theranos. It's one of the funniest episodes of the podcast, but I can't tell you why. You'll just have to listen. So enjoy. Cheryl, this episode finds me laughing, I think, the hardest I've laughed in a long time. Yeah, same. I mean, I have some good laughs in my life, Yeah, but this was, you know those thoughts that you get in your head and you can't move on from? Yeah. Yeah, we really got stuck in a, we got stuck in a bad, bad place. It was a fun place. Yeah, but it was, it was an unprofessional place. Right. That's the only unprofessional moment of, <laughs> of this entire listen. So we want to apologize ahead of time. Yeah. I think you guys are going to like it. Is it. By the way, this documentary is not um, funny. <laughs> but for some reason, this this podcast, you'll see. You'll listen. You'll hear it. The hardest I've laughed in 24 hours. Oh. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig. Hi, Cheryl. (laughs) You ready to do this thing? I was born ready to do this exact thing. What about you? Oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to you about this. Mm -hmm. Because this lady is nuts, but smart. I guess. In some... I think so. (laughs) This is... This is called The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't familiar with it, but it's a 2019 documentary directed by Alex Gibney. It chronicles the rise and fall of Elizabeth Holmes and her revolutionary blood testing company, Theranos. 
The company, which Elizabeth founded as a teenager, became one of the hottest startups in Silicon Valley history before collapsing amidst allegations of massive fraud. The film premiered at Sundance and was produced by HBO Documentary Films. Were you familiar with this? Well, yeah, I watched it when it came out. Oh, okay. And then I rewatched it. This is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was fun to watch again. I was dying to see this because um, I am fascinated at people who who go for a really big lie. Uh-huh. And they get everyone to believe them, and then they start believing it themselves. But that's the thing is, did she set out believing that she could? Yeah. Because they did reference Edison. Right. His, he ended up, you know, essentially saying something was so before it was, and then it was. My gut tells me that she believed this and envisioned this, and it did not come to fruition but her ego and lunacy could not let it go. And I personally don't know how she was so appealing to so many people. That was that was the real mystery to me. But maybe I'm just being judgmental. Well, I think people that show a lot of confidence and can talk the talk, people are drawn to them. And I think because she was she's a woman that people were sort of whatever ready to see a strong woman start a, an amazing company so mm. just so so people if you haven't seen it uh, it's okay um her name is Elizabeth Holmes and she started this company Theranos when she was 19 and she was attending Stanford and what the company is which sounds great um that you could just take a little drop of blood from somebody's finger like a tiny pinprick and then she created this little tiny computer that you could put that drop of blood in tiny very tiny stuff (laughs) yes it's very tiny (laughs) what is the capsule uh, the capsule is called something like a called a micro nano uh, oh a nano uh nanotainer nanotainer (laughs) so she was just Making stuff up left and right. Yeah. What is this? What is this, Elizabeth? Uh, that's a nanotainer. Let's yeah. call it a nan- nanotainer. Yeah, it's, an, it's a nanotainer. Moving on. So then you you would put this little drop of blood into this little, what did she call it? The Edison, right? Mm-hmm. She named the... It basically little... looked like a fax machine. Yeah. And it probably was after watching the movie. <laughs> it probably, she was probably just putting nanotainers. She was just faxing nanotainers. <laughs> yeah. And well, the idea is that you put this drop of blood in, and this little computer processes your blood, tiny mm-hmm. drop. And checks like 200 different tests to see if what you have wrong with your body or what you have right with your body. Diseases, yeah. So people were very interested. This is like, you know, people were on board with it and thought, wow, this is amazing. And she dropped out of, of Stanford because she was so Okay, but that's, but that's where she probably should have stayed in Stanford. <laughs> so she could have learned more and found that. This is incorrect, and what she was doing was wrong. I'm a dropout, and I have no regrets. But hearing her story, I'm feeling 
Like, maybe she should have stayed in school. And by the way, I mean, somebody told her that this is impossible. And she said, no. Uh, you got to take a step back. <laughs> she said, no, I got this. She was very focused on the build it and they will come theory. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, we'll listen to her a second at a TED Talk, which I think really put her on the map. But when you watch this documentary, she's got these eyeballs that she does have she eyeballs. never blinks. They're big eyeballs, and she never blinks. And remember how I've commented on how deep your voice can get when you get really into <laughs> yeah. something? Oh, her. She's got a deep voice. So I just want to prepare. She kind of talk. She kind of talk. Yeah, it's so. She kind of talks You're not, like this. Cheryl's not known for her impressions. You listen to her, and you tell me if I didn't just nail it. Do one more. Do one more before we go into I my, my name is Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. And I've got a Theranos situation. Fax machine. Over the course of the last 11 years, we've made it possible. I wasn't wrong. To run comprehensive laboratory yes, tests were. from a few drops of blood that could be taken from a finger. And we've made it possible to eliminate the tubes and tubes of blood. That's good. That's good. I think we get it. She was, she's a slow, deliberate talker. She's got mm -hmm. a very deep voice, and uh, she loved um, Steve Jobs. I mean, she clearly liked his look because she only wears turtlenecks. black turtleneck. <laughs> turtlenecks. She tried to sneak in there that she's always worn them since she was 14, mm -hmm. but I would like to see some... I, I feel like they even showed some pictures of her they from did. when she was younger. There was no black, no turtleneck. black turtleneck. I noticed that too. And of course, from childhood, we all have a turtleneck. But let's not pretend, I mean, the majority of us, but let's not pretend we only wore black turtlenecks, okay? When you're in third grade and you're just going to school in your black turtleneck every day. Yeah. But by the way, she's a an attractive Oh, I didn't know your type in women. That never blinks. That's your type. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, Elizabeth Holmes is my type. <laughs> you guys look alike. A lady who never blinks and just talks bullshit. <laughs> God. <laughs> but I think that was part of her allure. Uh -huh. She really attracted older men with money. Uh-huh. Do you remember yes. that part of it? I do, yeah. I couldn't even believe. And what's so crazy is, I mean, not to get ahead of the story here, but I think our listeners can tell by our tone if they haven't seen this documentary. Well, and you just said she was full of shit. You said bullshit, okay? Listen, you said it first. You didn't say bullshit, but you said you told everybody that she was a cuckoo bird. But she, again... What surprises me is how many people she lured to her, and especially these older men with a lot of money. What's also crazy is when the truth came out, it's kind of like Trump. When the truth came out, her followers still believed in her, and they still believed it was true and that it was possible. And I feel like if I was lured as far as these people were lured, once the truth came out, I would jump ship and be like okay yeah she did seem crazy you know she did seem a little weird <laughs> she, she yes I kind of felt all along yes yeah. her eyes were completely dry she never blinked her <laughs> she eyes. never blinked well I think it goes back to did we talk about before did we talk about the capability of being able to lie to yourself maybe 
Because some people, I was listening to NPR. Hi. That's smart. <laughs> intellectual <people> are... <laughs> alert. Intellectual <laughs> alert. I, like that. I really feel like that. that puts me on the map of an intellect. Anyway, they had somebody on there who was talking about people who can lie to themselves. And they said that sometimes athletes are able to do that. And they will, before they go compete, tell themselves that they are going to win it. They're going to win. And they believe it. Mm -hmm. 100% believe. Mm -hmm. So some people can lie to themselves. Mm -hmm. And she is one of them. Okay, but what are you saying about the athlete? And then they do win or they don't win? To me, that doesn't sound like a lie. It just sounds... Well, they can't win every time. Or they say, or I'm the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And they believe it. Uh-huh. And then they're not always going to be best in the world, but they believe it. But what yeah. was this story? Was it, it it went beyond athletes, the NPR intellectual alert story? Well, I can't remember it all. <laughs> <laughs> nor, <laughs> nor can you understand it all. <laughs> I, just I just remember. <laughs> listen, Cheryl was listening to NPR and she does remember them talking about how athletes will sometimes encourage themselves by saying, I'm, I can do this. And therefore, <laughs> what? They can lie to themselves and believe that they are the best in the world. So they really believe they are the best in the world. Yes. Because I have moments where I think, come on, Tig, you can do it. And then I get out of bed. Right. <laughs> After a motivational talk, yeah. come on, Tig, just roll over. Go on, roll well, over. It's just, it's just like Meow. Elizabeth. Three cats oh, in the way. No. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Do all your cats sleep with you? Pretty much. Yeah. We call it Kitty City around the house now. Uh-uh. We have we have Fluff, and then we have two uh-uh. kittens. Uh-uh. Don't don't uh uh-uh uh me. I'm telling you. I don't you. like it. Well, you don't have to sleep with me. <laughs> well, let's not rule anything out. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> when is when is the time going to come that you have to sleep? We don't with know me? what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, weird things happen. Okay, Listen, you heard if- it first from the intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> what if my house was on fire and I called you and I said, "Tig, I have nowhere to go." Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm who would you, you would not call. Say- <laughs> I. You, and I don't an know why I have to sleep in your as bed. An intellectual. <laughs> That's there's who you nobody, would call. There's nobody else in LA that I can call. How about the fire department? <laughs> well, I can't sleep at the fire a department. A long time ago, not even a long time ago, probably a couple of years ago, I told you that I felt like you and Bobby, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but the level of friendship that I feel with the two of you is if I was locked out of my house, I had nowhere to go, and say it's 3.30 in the morning, I would feel comfortable going up to your bedroom window and knocking on the window. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel the same way about you. <laughs> That's why You're, if, my, yeah. if my house was on fire, I feel like you and Stephanie would invite me in and let me snuggle in in between you. No, there's two boys and there's three cats. 
But I'm, you know, there's some people where I would say, oh gosh, I have nowhere to go. I can't go up to their window and knock on their, right. at this hour. Whereas with no. you, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, we can. And also tell your friends. I would bring yeah. a whole gaggle. Yeah. I can't wait to tell her what just happened. I have and... no problem disturbing yeah. their sleep and, you know, <laughs> let's go in. But if there's a fire yeah. and you want to snuggle in yeah. bed with my entire family scared. and all of yes. our animals. Well, I'm hoping that the cats wouldn't be involved. Well, yeah, Kitty City would probably get scared and they'd probably run out and hide. Okay. But that's all I needed to, to hear. Get you and Bobby in bed snuggling <laughs> with my entire family. First of all, I think my children would be so scarred by a hairy man being in bed. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Well, Tig, they're going to have to learn these things. No. I mean, they're going to have to. Oh. No. Not in this house. Are you We're keeping hairy men a secret. <laughs> what happens when they get, you know. When they become hair. hairy men. Yeah. What happens? Well, then it'll be a fun surprise. <laughs> Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, listen, back to Elizabeth oh, right. Holmes. Mm-hmm. She had a good idea. She believed in herself. People liked this idea. Mm-hmm. And she thought she was going to get there. Mm-hmm. So for a while, she knew that these machines were not ready and were not working properly. But because this all happened in Silicon Valley, it's highly usual for people to be on super lockdown don't tell anybody our secrets. Yeah. Don't tell anyone we're faxing vials of blood <laughs> to nowhere. Our secret is we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Don't tell anyone. So she, it is weird because like you're saying, she did have all of these people working for her, 900 people or something, 800 people. And she built this huge company and they were desperately trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. And she'd walk through the halls. In her black turtleneck. Turtleneck, like sort of peacock feather, like, hey, mm-hmm. it's my mm-hmm. company. And everybody. Bark, bark. <laughs> Wait, is that, what a, is that what a peacock sounds like? That was unrelated to peacock. Was that a chicken? It was unrelated to this podcast. I'd like to keep going. <laughs> what happened? None of you. It was intentional. It I was have my own int- life. <laughs> I think you think that's what a peacock sounds like. Oh, no. Okay. 
Um, so she, so she's you know walking around and um, and building this company. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then she she had some really powerful investors. Mm-hmm. It was uh, w- wow. Can you hear me? Drink water. I can. I'm a very loud. La- I'm a loud swallower. Are you? Yeah, and sometimes if I'm. Bark, bark. <laughs> I remember shooting a movie. Oh, Memory Lane. <laughs> it's very big. Okay. Speaking of cats, uh-huh. I was in a fantastic movie called Nine Lives, and it was about a cat that could talk. I have been meaning to congratulate you on that film. <laughs> I know you were asking earlier if it was Oscar season yet before we started recording. And I think you're going to get your Lifetime Achievement Award for that movie during this Oscar ceremony. So congrats ahead Listen, of time. I was great in that movie. Uh-huh. And Were you a cat? No. Oh. I was not a ta- cat, but this is slightly interesting that the cat... I think that's what everyone tuned in for, was slightly interesting <laughs> side notes. Kevin Spacey oh. turned into a cat. And the only person that could understand him was Christopher Walken. This is true story. You can Google it. These people were cast in the movie as well? Yes, with Jennifer Garner. This is a real movie. But the point of the story is, Tig, not to get sidetracked on the movie. I had a scene where at the end of the scene, I would take a a swallow of my drink. Oh, right, right. Let's hear it again. Okay. And it was like the... Mm-hmm. And everybody could hear me swallow, and the whole crew would laugh every time we did a take. And it got to the point where I didn't want to swallow because it was humiliating. Please don't leave any detail out of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's the whole story. I'm not saying it's a good one. I'm just saying I know I'm a loud swallower. I just want to reach out to our listeners right now that are maybe (laughs) on a subway going to work or driving in their car or walking through the neighborhood trying to lose the last five pounds that they gained in 2020. We see you. We feel you. Mm-hmm. We apologize. <laughs> okay, listen, we got to get back on this train. Do you want to tell the people some of the events? <laughs> My boring some story? Oh, <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> One no, time. we can't handle another boring oh. story. We just okay. can't. All right. Um, no, some of the people that got involved mm-hmm. were... Uh, they were from Apple. They were from Wells Fargo. Henry Kissinger. Yes. A lot of big shots. A lot of big shots. And then also this guy, Sonny, who was the president and COO, mm-hmm. she started... They started... Getting it on. Yeah. Yeah. Which was interesting. And, you know, uh, they didn't seem like a likely couple. But also. No. She doesn't have a. Uh, I don't I don't mean this in a bad way. You don't, Not everybody she has means to. means this in a bad way. <laughs> not everybody has to have a sexual. Uh, this is fe- very hurtful what she's saying. <laughs> Not everyone has to be sexy. Right. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But also, you know how some people you meet and you're like, oh, just like not a... Like you can't imagine them 
sexual in any possible way. Yeah, with uh, with any like male, any female, person yeah. Thing. And you're saying she has that vibe. Yeah. Did you not mm-hmm. get that vibe from her? Yeah, I, I, um, I can't imagine being drawn to her in any other way except for, whoa. <laughs> I, I would like for her to be in a glass box and just watch her like she's a lizard or something. Yes, because she's so interesting that she doesn't blink and she talks really low and you feel like, oh, she's she must know her shit because she's got the black turtleneck on and her hair well, is back in a bun and she's like <laughs> I'm sorry but those aren't the things that indicate they are they are indicators oh look at her with her hair back in a bun with a turtleneck on and whoo she must know what and she's doing and they're low and the low voice and she's telling you all about her nano Lily Dutes, Nano Tainer, Nano Lily Dutes. Yeah, I, no, I don't find I, I was not attracted to her. What about Sunny? Were you attracted to Sunny? Sunny's a man. Sunny is a man. Doesn't matter. And We're just painting a picture for you. I was crazily attracted to Sunny. <laughs> oh my God. I really wish so. I love true. how every episode we discuss who we were or weren't attracted to. In the, in the documentary it's not, no. and it's always just people not even trying to catch our eye or anyone's no. eye we're just like i don't know i kind of thought he was cute or oh yeah no she was hot <laughs> what these on poor earth people these I'm poor sure people they're we're like, just, they're do not watch my documentary lives. i don't want to hear <laughs> Somebody's documenting these poor people's lives, and we are critiquing whether or not they're sexy. (laughs) No wonder people write in irritated, you know, thinking this is going to be some movie review. (laughs) First of all, this is not a movie review. (laughs) And second of all, we are here to discuss who is and is not sexy in their documentary. (laughs) you know what it 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 happens it comes up and we have to deal with it we have to deal with it it's right in our faces but i like that it only comes up because we bring it up nobody's asking asking. i mean there's not one there's not one listener out there that first of all end of sentence But there's nobody who said, hey, can you guys talk more about if you think the people are attractive or not? Oh, gosh. Not just attractive, but sexy. (laughs) It's not just how are their facial features, because we're not even talking about that. We're not talking about their figure. We're not talking about their bone structure. We're saying, do they have sex appeal? (laughs) Yes or no? But this is a good question. Do you think that sex appeal has to do with looks? No, I think it can be. It's that initial, oh, look at that. Oh. You know, <laughs> oh, your 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 bones formed that way, so I think you might possibly be interesting. But then, you know, there's there's humor and there's intelligence. Yeah, that you find sexy. Yeah. Do you think Larry David is sexy? <laughs> Um, 
why are you asking me if I, oh, because he gets girls. Yeah, I mean. Girls are, are nuts about him. Girls are nuts about him, yeah. Like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence thinks he's sexy. Uh-huh. Amy Landecker dated him. Yes, and she's very sexy. Okay. We've, we're taking it to, okay, we got to get back on this anyway. Wow, so your type is Elizabeth Holmes and Amy Landecker. Interesting. I never said Elizabeth Holmes is, uh, I would not make out with Elizabeth Holmes. But you'd make out with Amy Landecker? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, if the time was right. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's right. <laughs> Like if Amy brought you over and lit some candles? <laughs> I don't like, know what this feels right. If my house was on fire. And da- Larry Trump. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I have to wedge a Larry David imitation in. Yeah, that was perfect. What are you doing? Why are you making out in my house? Can you do one? No. I can't follow that because okay. you nailed it. Right. Huh? Huh? What? What's going on? Okay, I'm not going to try. Wait, okay, who listen. is that? Shut it. Shut it. Who, wait, okay, no, truly, who was that? <laughs> Tig. Tig. Yes. Let's get back on track. Okay, so now she's got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Amy, and Amy Landecker. And no, Sunny. Amy's married. No. Amy is married now. Yeah. Too bad. Um. <laughs> Too bad, I, so sad. I, I missed my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right when you think the time is right. <laughs> By the way, I am also married. Yeah, but it sounds like you're real willy-nilly, you know? <laughs> podcast to podcast, you're jumping around from the lead singer of Metallica to Amy Landecker. I mean, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So listen, so at some point, Theranos. She is alive. She's- <laughs> I'm looking at her on Zoom. She's alive. Theranos signs a contract with Walgreens while they were struggling to fix their Edison machine. Fax machine. Can we just be <laughs> honest? Fax machine. Mm-hmm. You want to hear one of the engineers talk about the broken and dangerous Edison machines? Let's hear that. You're handling a lot of fluid in the machine. Things got blood spilled all over them and got gunky. Some of the donors that we had were, you know, just people off the street who need money. And I imagine that, you know, there probably was a fair amount of hepatitis and and things like that. And the device would freeze up in the middle of running a test, and then I would have to reach in there with my hand. There were needles within the device that could puncture skin. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to hear the word gunky. Why? When I'm getting my blood taken. Gunky? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said it got gunky. Mm -hmm. So this is what was happening inside the Edison machine while they're selling it to Walgreens. And at the time, this is like one of the biggest companies. The company was worth $9 billion. Mm -hmm. $9 billion. And so what happened when they started putting these Edison machines into Walgreens and the idea was people would go in there, get a little pinprick of blood, put it in this machine and find out what's wrong with them. But the machines weren't working. And so they would have to take blood. People would go in there and like, okay, roll up your sleeve because we have to take a lot of blood from you. And people were like, wait a second. I thought I was just getting, you know, the little pinprick. And they were like, no, things change. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Things change. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And they're still going along with this. When this was going on, were you aware of it? No. 
Were you aware of it? No, I wasn't aware. And do you feel like you would have fallen for this? You mean if I walked into Walgreens and I was buying a toothbrush and I was like, oh, I'll get a, let me just check my blood real quick. Uh Uh-huh. You mean that? Or you mean if I was at Silicon Valley and I had $300 million to invest in? I guess there's no reason to not fall for it, but... I just mean, do you think it would have spoken to you, this company? I like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. I do like the idea of it. And everything, there are so many things that are so small, (laughs) like, you know, uh, microchips and things that are so tiny that I don't understand. I honestly don't even understand. Most things. (laughs) Like our computer. I don't understand how it's all coming in and how it goes through the air. I don't understand it. Mm -mm. Do you understand it? No, of course not. (laughs) I don't understand most things. Right. So if somebody said, hey, I know a lot about this. I would say, great. Right. I'd say, all right, I'll I'll pinprick it. Yeah, I feel like this could have, if I had known about it, spoken to my vulnerability. Yes. Because of having medical issues. And I would have thought, oh, this is really great. This is really helpful. I'm glad I didn't know about it. Right. Because, yeah, I I just I was thinking so much about people that were getting their hopes up or they were just too invested in it. Well, also, you're right about people being vulnerable, because I think a lot of people that were going to Walgreens to test their blood, they were probably people who didn't have the resources to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to go have 200 tests done. Yeah. And that's why she drew a lot of people in because she was also saying that it was like a human, what's the word? When you look out for other people. <laughs> um, friend, a human friend. <laughs> human rights. It's like a, it's like a, she, was like, she was like a human friend. <laughs> Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I hope a lot of people hear this one because we are nailing it. Um, Just that she was like a human rights person. She was saying even people that don't have much money, they deserve to be able to check their health, to be able to get out in front of a disease that they might have. Mm -hmm. So I think that really spoke to people and they felt like, oh, my gosh, yes, because that was the idea, too, 
in her TED Talk, if people would know about their disease earlier on, they might have been able to do something about it. Yes. So I think that really struck people and, and people were excited about it. It's that. very appealing. Yeah, very. The idea of it. Yeah. It's just, you know, when I was watching this movie, I was just picturing Willy Wonka having <laughs> some closed door and behind it, it's he's like, it's a spaceship boat car. It's it's a modern day spaceship boat car. Give me your money now. And, you know, everybody, oh, let me have a peek. No, not yet. Can't have a peek. Give me your millions. And um, mm. and then you open the door and there's, you know, a kazoo on the floor. <laughs> And there's like some guy like on a bike, (laughs) like creating the energy to run the little... The kazoo. (laughs) But she (laughs) had built, she had built an amazing company Mm -hmm. structure. Mm -hmm. I mean, people walked in and they were very impressed with it. And even she went to the link to when people would walk in to see, you know, what she was doing, she would draw their blood. She'd pinprick their blood Mm -hmm. to show them how it works she'd give them a tour around the property and meanwhile she told them that she was checking it with her edison Uh but she was using using a kazoo (laughs) she was using using machines that were commercially sold right to check all their blood and then say, oh, this is how you turned out. She still stands by her product. I know I'm jumping ahead, but it's hard not to. She still claims to have told the truth. She still claims her fax machine and kazoo (laughs) work and can tell you if you have AIDS, cancer, herpes. When I saw that people were like getting their blood tested while they were on the tour, Mm -hmm. does it seem weird to get a blood test back when you're just taking a tour of someplace and they're like, oh, we tested you for 200 diseases and here's what you have. Now let's go get a coffee. Yes. Is that weird? Yes. Is that weird You have you? cancer, AIDS, and herpes. <laughs> Do you want uh, a latte or a chai tea? That seemed like weird. Uh, like-, like they should have a therapist or something in case you have a massive diagnosis. Yeah. They're just assuming that everybody's blood is going to be perfectly fine that it's like a parlor game or something that sort of scared me yes okay listen do you want to hear um people are starting at this point to get a little suspicious for good reason (laughs) listen to the receptionist she talks about elizabeth and when she went to interview with her and one of the things about elizabeth is that she feels very present you know like eye to eye don't look away type of person and I think I think that goes pretty far when people are trying to convince somebody of something yeah when somebody's trying to trap you with their eyeballs look away yeah look away or start backing up unless you're yeah. in a romantic situation you know then lean in yeah lean, lean in. into the eyeball trappings but otherwise ski daddle <laughs> when I went on an interview Elizabeth was there and I was a little surprised considering I would be the low man on the totem pole Uh, I found out later there was no one that got past her in order to get hired. Um, (laughs) I know this sounds odd, but uh, my first impression was that she didn't blink. Doesn't sound odd. No, and I like the photo that they showed to prove she didn't blink was a still. (laughs) Of her with her eyes open. Yeah, it was a still with her eyes open, (laughs) and that's their proof. (laughs) 
Uh, no more questions. <laughs> okay, listen. They start getting paranoid, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth and Sonny, mm-hmm. because people are starting to... Talk. Yeah. And they start referring to each other as Eagle One and Eagle Two. Mm-hmm. By the way, can I just say... You want us to be called that? <laughs> well, as far as code names and code words go... Those are overused. Eagle, they're overused. <laughs> oh, Eagle is overused. Like, do something else. <laughs> We should probably rename this podcast Eagle One and Eagle Two. (laughs) (laughs) Why would somebody use that? That's silly. That's somebody that's been watching cartoons. Yeah. To actually present that. Yeah. Imagine that. You have a multi-billion dollar company and you suggest to somebody with a straight face. Yeah. Like say you and I started a company. Yeah. And we were getting paranoid. Yeah. And I say with a straight face. Yes. Cheryl, we need to start going by Eagle One and Eagle Two. <laughs> and by the way, I like that everybody else at the company is like, Tim, Sam, Susan, Eagle, Eagle One, Eagle, Eagle Two. <laughs> but what would you say to me if I suggested we start uh, going by Eagle? I, like, I have a great idea. Eagle yeah. One, Eagle Two. What would you say to me? Well, I feel like I'm a person that would be like, look, if that means a lot to you, I'll I'll do it. I mean, do I think it's dumb? Yeah. I would think it's dumb, but I'd still, if it if it made you feel better. And how would you feel about being Eagle 2? Yeah, I'd rather be Eagle 1. Well, yeah, who if wouldn't? I'm but I'm going to fight you to the end. To be, I'm not going to be Eagle 2. Whoever comes up with it is Eagle 1. They're, gonna put they're the genius. Number one. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. my, my idea. So obviously, I'm Eagle 1. I'm Eagle 1. <laughs> I mean, why not just come up with code names for yourself, like Thelma and Bob? Why not Louise? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> because he's a guy. I'm just saying. But that would really could... throw people if they're like, okay, Thelma and Louise making their entrance. Well, I think it would, it would also stick out mm-hmm. like Eagle 1 and Eagle 2. But if you said Thelma and Bob are coming to the building, people would be like, I don't give a shit about Thelma and Bob. That's really smart, Cheryl. Thanks. Cuckoo Bird 1 and Cuckoo Bird 2 <laughs> are entering the building. <laughs> oh, can I tell you? Sure. There's a point in this documentary when um, people are s- starting to worry. They, they're they hearing things. Things are starting to come apart a little bit. And then the FDA approves Theranos to test for herpes. And it was a celebration like Mardi Gras in that building. And how does the FDA approve that? Yeah, that's I mean, good... seriously. And why only herpes? Where they're like, okay, we'll give you herpes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about the other 199 ailments that... Yeah. Uh, but we have all the faith in the world that we can detect a bubble on your lip. <laughs> That what By the way, also awkward when these people are taking a tour of the factory and they test herpes. positive for herpes. 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 <laughs> like, Just that you get the herpes stamp. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's nothing about this seems relaxing or I mean, I would be terrified. It's basically the herpes tour, right? You come out the other end and you find out if you have herpes. Because that's all they're approved to. <laughs> do I have herpes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you, you want do. a cappuccino? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> P 
people with blisters on their lips come through and find out they do, in fact, have herpes. Yeah, now it's 100% sure they know. But could they actually detect herpes or not? I, I'm confused. I have no idea. That's a good question. Thank you. I don't know that they answer that. That makes me not trust the FDA. And this is a time when we need to have faith in the FDA. Yeah. Not that there's a time when we can be real loosey-goosey with the FDA. But yeah, it's we're, we're in crunch time. But the thing is, is that they were sending the blood off to get it checked by these commercially mm-hmm. sold machines. Herpes machines. So, <laughs> maybe they're... Herpes uh, <laughs> diagnoses were always right on. How for people hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. How like, nobody- hilarious that this woman <laughs> gathered Henry Kissinger and all these people, all these old men with billions of dollars and so much experience and her fax machine just tells you if you have herpes or not. But that's what this is all. At Walgreens. At Wal- like how that's where you find out like everything about it. it's a not it's a nine billion dollar company machine. at walgreens <laughs> it's just like i mean so so the wheels are coming off you have herpes i like they announce it next in this store you have herpes <laughs> Um, but listen, seriously, okay, during all of this time, John (laughs) Carey (laughs) Rue from the Wall Street Journal, he starts an investigation Uh and he, he, (laughs) and he learns that the majority of the blood tests are being done commercially. Uh. Oh my God. And I can't get over it. Nine billion dollar herpes <laughs> machine. <laughs> In a very public way that she had a TED talk about the whole operation, everything that was put behind this. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't move on from it all boiling down to a nine billion dollar herpes <laughs> herpes herpes detector herpes. <laughs> It's, but but like I said, in this documentary, I just love the celebration that went on when they got uh, approved for herpes. Okay, listen. So, so this guy starts doing this investigation. Okay. I'm probably going to have to sit out for the rest of the show. (laughs) Take, Take a knee. Um... And he because starts. I think, and I don't have herpes, but I feel like mm-hmm. you know you have herpes when your crotch is burning, right? Or you have a bubble on your lip or something. Uh, well, I'm sure that people would go get tested if they felt like there <laughs> might be an irregularity right. somewhere. I'm just saying it probably doesn't need a $9 billion herpes detector. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> If you have a symptom, yes. let's just yes. let's just say you probably yeah, you have probably it. have herpes. You're gonna be okay, but you don't need to go to Walgreens and have it announced. In I IOMI. guess I'm just thinking. Also, if I started this company and this machine, and I was, <laughs> it all 
boiled down to herpes <laughs> I just think of how embarrassing that would be after doing TED Talks and flying all around the world and having political allies. People invested in you. People are so invested in everything you're doing. <laughs> just detecting herpes. <laughs> Listen, they were thrilled to get that approval. Uh, look, I'm thrilled they got the approval. Look at me. I, I've never I mean, been so happy. I think that's the hardest I've laughed in my life. That really got uh, you. That really got you. Oh, please. Should we go into uh, the time I really got you? No. Uh, All right. No. Okay. Everybody's heard that story, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, I know. But I, the, this doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, at least it at least it has to do with this documentary. Barely. I'm, I'm trying to get us back on track. Um okay, listen. So now this guy is investigating her and now Theranos has a lawyer. The smartest thing they've done. Yeah, but by the way, do you know how much they spent on attorneys? Nine billion. <laughs> No, but like 400 million. Anyway, so he's starting to think, oh, wait a second, this isn't adding up. And their labs are inaccurate. Mm -hmm. And they say that, I don't know why this is all about sexual diseases. If 100, <laughs> if 100 people, that's what they said, if 100 people... Listen, syphilis is not a laughing matter. But if 100 people with syphilis use Theranos for tests, only 65 would come up positive. So 35 people would think, oh, okay, I thought I had syphilis, but I am i don't. Right. The syphilis portion of this podcast isn't nearly as funny as... As funny as the, the herpes. The herpes detector. Okay, I'm pushing through. I don't need you to go off on another Well, I don't jag need you to get mad at control. me for being so happy. <laughs> Well, listen, we've okay. got to tell people what happens. Yeah, no. and It all ends up really positive. Walgreens finally puts a stop to Theranos centers. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Find out that you have herpes elsewhere. <laughs> and then John Kiriru's Wall Street Journal article was published, and then the FDA oh, oh, bans the nanotainer. Oh. oh, you get handed herpes and you get it taken right away. Yeah. You have to rely on your um, burning crotch. Just as an indicator. Yeah. The CMS. I don't even know what CMS stands for. Do you? I don't know. Um, but, um, does anything then... matter? <laughs> does, does anything matter? <laughs> what is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Just in the big picture of <laughs> what life. What are you talking about? <laughs> Does anything matter? Does anything matter? <laughs> Why would you say that in the middle of our Why would you get so podcast? upset and take it so seriously and personally as you sit in your own closet? Why would, Why would you, you say that while we're recording our you... podcast? Why would you Why dare would you... say, does anything matter? Why would you shout out to the Oh my god. Oh my uh, god. Okay. So yeah, the CMS revoked it. <laughs> what do you think the CMS is? <laughs> it's so particularly funny to see you cry out loud, why would you say does anything matter as you sit in your closet? <laughs> because you 
like it matters for this well, podcast. <laughs> okay, I gotta pull it together. What do you think CMS stands for? Ah, uh, I think it stands for country's most center for medical services. Oh. Is that right? I don't know. Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Wow. Wow. Okay. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Okay. Wow. Okay. Embarrassing. So. Wow. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Does it really matter? Does anything really matter? Not known for her uh... <laughs> My, uh, impersonations. impersonations. <laughs> it sounded like Larry did. <laughs> That's... That's, that's your go-to. And that's terrible. <laughs> when you imitate me, you do Larry David, and your Larry David is terrible. Okay, listen, I'm wind- we've got to wind this down. Okay, sorry to bother so you. So now Elizabeth never admits to doing anything wrong. Uh, no. And instead, she doubles down. She should have just pivoted to, I created... A herpes detector. <laughs> That's what she should have pivoted to. It's just taken pride. Just been like, the one Look, thing that she did if accomplish. If your crotch is burning or you have a bubble on your lip, <laughs> let's send it through the fax machine and I'll blow the kazoo if you have herpes. Oh, my God. That's what she should have done. She just should have taken it on and been like. She didn't. Okay. She didn't. Right. She doubled down on her lie okay. to the world. Mm. She introduced a new computer oh. that looked exactly like the Edison. <laughs> looked suspiciously <laughs> like the herpes detector. <laughs> but it was called the Mini Lab. Uh-huh. And at this point... Also a fax machine. Yes. Henry Kissinger, George Schultz, and David... Bowie's. <laughs> Not David Bowie. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How are we going to... Come on. <laughs> Does anything matter? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You heard it. You heard it here first. It was Henry Kissinger, George Schultz, and David Bowie. They all resigned. Listen... I'm reading names from, maybe that's not how you pronounce his name, Boys, David Boys. <laughs> I think it's Bowie's. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Does anything matter? No. <laughs> they resigned from the board, and then, oh, this is sad, oh. and then Elizabeth breaks up and fires Sonny. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Typical. I was Typical. not expecting that. I cried so hard when they split up. I was going to ask you if you cried during this documentary, because I know... I do. You're a crier. I am a crier. I like that every episode we go over, did you cry? And who (laughs) who are you attracted to? (laughs) Like any good... um, Any good good critics would. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. uh, We sexualize everybody. And if we can't sexualize them, then they are the least sexy person in the world. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, in 2018, yes. Theranos dissolves, and Elizabeth Should and Sunny are charged. They are charged with conspiracy and fraud. Mm-hmm. Because, by the way, I mean it's really sad because people were 
being misdiagnosed. Except with herpes. Herpes, they were 100% on. Yeah. Woo, but woo. It is, huh? It, it is a good question. Why did the FDA, out of all those <laughs> yes. 200 tests, why were they like, you know what? They're pretty good at the herpes yeah, one. They can definitely tell when your crotch is burning and you have bubbles on your lips. So anyway, as of now, they've been charged with conspiracy and fraud, but... I guess they're not in jail yet because they haven't been able to go to court because of COVID. And I'll put it out there. Elizabeth, if you're listening, oh, get oh in touch. Oh, my God. And we would love to chat. DM us. We would love to chat. Mm-hmm. I don't check my DMs. I have to be honest. I don't either. Stephanie laughed at me because she flipped through my Instagram and she was like, you know, you have messages over here. Never even peekabooed over there. It never crossed your mind. No. All right, Tig, it is time for Happily Ever After Thoughts. Would you recommend this to anyone, Cheryl? I would recommend this to everyone. I love it so much. But I am fascinated by psychopath? Sociopath. Mm-hmm. I think she's a sociopath, yeah. right? Yeah. She can lie and believe the lie and tell people. I think she's more comfortable lying than telling the truth, mm-hmm. which I thought I find fascinating. Would you recommend it? I would. Yeah. I definitely liked the documentary. I would say, you know, yeah, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was definitely interesting. Hmm. Okay. And what's the biggest takeaway for you? Well, I would hate to think that with the loss of Elizabeth Holmes in this medical genre that, you know, have we lost the world's greatest herpes detector with her, you know? That it is... That's a takeaway. I I leave this wondering, how will we know? As Whitney Houston once said, how will I know? Do you think she was talking about a herpes detector? Probably. Maybe. I think that's fair. And I, you know, it's tough if we, if we as a nation lost that, that's tough. It's one of the hardest things we're facing as a nation right now is the loss of the $9 billion herpes detector. At the drugstore. At Walgreens. (laughs) You have herpes. (laughs) I like that the, the little Edison machine makes an announcement. Oh, you know what I learned? I learned that if you're... If you're lying, uh, you should just keep your eyes open and don't blink. Oh, that's good. Yes. That was my takeaway. Do you want to promote anything, Cheryl? No, I'm good. Do you want to promote anything? I want to promote this podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. True Story. Tell your friends. It's real fun to record. It's a delight reading messages and comments. So please write us, review us, keep telling us what you think about Mm -hmm. the documentaries and Mm -hmm. uh also we might read your review or response or email that's true well cheryl let's wrap up yeah and get out of here and yes um, i need to go lie down after laughing that hard my side hurts that was funny I LOL'd. Yeah, but... Please don't ever say that. I really hope we hear from Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth, yeah, reach out because we would love to hear your side of it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, should we do it again? Yes. Let's do it again. Let's do it again.
Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can also email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be talking about some kind of heaven. That was a headgum podcast.